0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, side B. Um, Armand's like, I do not want to talk about Kanye. (laughs) I don't. I really don't. uh, For multiple reasons. But Mm. let's let's have the conversation to the degree that, that, to whatever degree it ends up at. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. I don't want to recap all the things that have gotten Kanye to where he's at right now. Yes. It's been a long month for Kanye. Yes, it has. Um... I almost want to give him credit for something. Okay. I want to give him credit for not taking the, the, like (laughs) he is being true to himself to a certain degree, Mm -hmm. which is there was, uh, there was to me a seemingly obvious sort of path out from what he's going through right now Mm -hmm. where you apologize. You say you need to take time away so that you can dig deep and learn and blah, blah, blah. The kind of, semi phony apology that has that be, that becomes sort of you know typical when mm-hmm. when somebody says something controversial or does something bad or whatever for and sure. they start to get into quote unquote trouble right for sure Kanye has not done that
0: I did see a video last night yeah. where he he did he apologized to the black community yeah he and, and he oh, yeah yeah
1: even when he does apologize all of his apologies they either come with some sort of caveat to it Or I think at this point, people just are assuming that a flip flop is coming in the next statement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, he apologized for his comments on George Floyd, but he followed that up with, you know, sort of saying that because of what he's going through with Adidas right now, his actual words were, I know what it's like to have a knee on your neck. Mm -hmm. Which is, wow. It's quite a statement. Yeah, because it's all about, you know, for him. I mean, uh, it's always been all about Kanye. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Yep. But no, I mean, I think Kanye really has come to believe that Jews control Hollywood, music, fashion. I think he does blame a Jewish doctor for his 2016 bipolar diagnosis and the the medication that came along with it. And he's been mostly unapologetic about it. Mm -hmm. He's at the stage where he's like, quote unquote, doing the research. And, you know, I saw I think it's the it's similar clip like that where he apologized to the black community where he's like showing paparazzi this like chart that shows like what Jewish people control, Mm -hmm. which is I don't know if he knows this. I hope I hope someone can tell him this like that is all like widely debunked propaganda from Stormfront, which is a white supremacist website. Mm. But Kanye is like on the Internet searching. Mm -hmm. The Internet's terrible. There's a lot of bad information out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I don't know. I don't know who he's listening to. I don't know what's going on. But like, I think to me, the, what is you and I have talked about on the show a million times. We, we point to our Kelly, we point to some other artist where it's like, when is when like, when does society truly, when does, when does the culture truly decide to like be done with somebody? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm and i think kanye has crossed that line for most people.
0: mhm i think he crossed that line before we even got here. Mm. so i think anything that people feel where they're like all oh, these are problematic statements and whatever whatever i think it's amplified because people were already off of him.
1: i think people were i think people were certainly not inclined to um to give him a lot of benefit of the doubt for sure.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I think, I think slavery was a choice that I think that clip did it for a lot of people where they were, they were done. Mm. But then, you know, if you're on your feed and you're constantly hearing about Kanye says, I think what happens is, is then you see people when you see them, when you see, when you see people not overwhelmingly quote unquote cancel someone you see them use as much as you see people overwhelmingly not cancel or cancel someone. You also see them not cancel someone. So that's followed up with Jesus is King and it's followed up with Donda and that's followed up with the gap stuff. Like none of his stuff slowed down. In fact, like a lot of it kind of picked up. Um, it just, the people who were done with him were kind of like, well, why aren't y'all done with him? And it intensifies. And then you get to a point where anytime there's a clip, um, and it's saying, Oh, yeah, they put you know George Floyd was on fentanyl, um, yeah. when they killed him. Like it's just like all right, like what do y'all like? It just gets aggressive. It gets it gets more and more aggressive, and I think that you know, <sighs> I think it's yeah. exhausting for people Absolutely. to keep up with even his even his fans. Yeah, even people that are still like it's it's exhausting on multiple fr- on multiple fronts because people who still are wanting to not even i think what happens is when people give him the benefit of the doubt the people who are ready to cancel him don't understand why people are willing to give someone the benefit of the doubt so then that issue that becomes a conversation that people don't want to have because everything else is already exhaustive like you're already on you've already picked your sides so now you're just like hurling stones from you know, the opposite ends of the field. Um, and nobody's coming together and saying, well, let's, let's have a conversation to at least understand. Um, which is funny because that's what a lot of culture claims to do. Like there's this big emphasis on mental health and, you know, we want to understand people and give people grace. And then when, you know, when people do crazy stuff, um, it's just like, yo, well, he's, especially Kanye in particular, it's just like, when is enough enough? Well, when Mm -hmm. does mental, when does mental health have its, where's the barometer? I think people can, people have the freedom. I think what happens is people have the freedom to jump off the boat whenever they want to. Sure. So people who are upset, like I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Kanye said some really stupid, it was just, I think his fans just like, yo, that, that was unnecessary. It's
1: an unforced error.
0: If you if you watch the first ten minutes of Drink Champs, you're yeah. like, okay, all right, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, it go, <laughs> huh? Like, what are you doing? You were. <laughs> it was. It was just. It was. That's right, Doc. It was an unforced error. It was unnecessary. Nobody. Nori nobody. Or EFN did not.
1: Yeah. Nobody made him talk about this for sure. No. You know this isn't this isn't a case where like some uh you know he wasn't like trapped in like a weird uh interview. It wasn't like some unfavorable like edit of a conversation that he has to defend. Like he just he just decided he wanted to talk about this.
0: He just went off. So I am um. I'm, I'm hearing that that I should watch this interview that he does with a Jewish man named oh, yeah. Lex Friedman. Yeah. Did you watch that? Cli-
1: I saw some. Cli- I can't watch. All that. I saw some clips. Yeah. I saw some. Yeah, it's
0: two and a, it's two and a half hours. So I haven't. I haven't seen anything, um, but I just heard it's a really, really good interview in contrast to to drink champs. Because Lex is just like, he'll like stop Kanye
1: and say, well, no, 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 no. Like, but you said, that, like, he's like, he's, even though I wouldn't really consider him like some like noteworthy journalist, like he's doing a, a, a pretty remarkable job considering what we get most of the time of like, for sure, of, of trying to like, you know, hold him a little bit accountable for his statements.
0: And and I think that's healthy, and I think that's what you should do, especially if it's on your platform. You know, people were mad. On the flip, people were mad at Nori for not holding him accountable, and it's like, dog, it's drink chance. That's not what Nori is for. I mean, that's but, not what
1: Nori is for. But Nori, wa- Nori wanted it both ways. <sighs> he wanted the attention. He was bragging oh, about the sure. attention. Oh, for sure, one
0: hundred percent, one hundred percent, bragging, 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 and then they make him go on the on the, the I'm sorry for 2004 <laughs> tour. They make him apologize. I'm also not lost that nobody points out the fact that that was on revolt and Kanye and Puff had gotten into a public spat like the week before. Nobody put that together. I don't know. I mean, and then Kanye's like, oh yeah, me and Puff are going to buy a bank. And I'm like, yo, y'all was just threatening each other on <laughs> Instagram a week and a half ago. Like, what are you talking about? Right. So I, I, my, my, I think the conversation that people, gravitate to is Kanye statements were probably I mean we got a tweet during the show from from Daryl like uh, Kanye statements are very hurtful and problematic like water's wet right water's it, wet it is. we know th- but we know that sure that ha- that has been out that has been stated and explained and everybody gets that period right so that's a full that is a complete sentence Kanye said some dumb stuff Period. It was hurtful to different groups of people. Period. Right? I think the conversation that I want to have is everything that follows it. My conversation is always with I'm always I'm always community based. So I'm always thinking about the people and how people are processing things. And God, oh my God. I had a conversation recently on my on my live where we just talked about like, yo, like celebrity culture has really like they they're the leaders. And it's like, do I want somebody to be a leader for a social group simply because they make great music or they do something real good or they make a lot of money? Like, that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure. Remember, Doc, you and I came up on a time where Charles Barkley said I'm not a role model. And he got killed for that.
1: I mean, you know, Jordan sort of, even though he denies it, was infamously quoted as saying Republicans buy shoes, too. Exactly. Um, that was a very different era, you know. Yep. And I think this is, I think what's interesting is like, it's the real, I think you're right to talk about the relationship between celebrity and, and modern culture. And I think like, not just social media, but the lack, like the, this era of everybody is a, has a platform.
0: Yes, bro. You know, let's talk
1: about it. Um, I think like drink champs is an interesting example of that. Right. Like, I think on the one hand, I think Nori is like, I think he sort of see like, he's not a journalist but he's certainly <laughs> pretending to be one sometimes 100%. And like a lot of the stuff that you see with people who want to talk and say whatever they want to say on social media and who then complain about, you know, people are trying to <laughs> obstruct my free speech or whatever people that's come right. Up with, that's right. Like, people want the fame and the influence, but they don't want the responsibility. I agree with that. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't mean that nothing bad will ever happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like Kanye clearly has proven he can like no one physically like held him down and denied him a way to say what he wants. Mm -hmm. You know, even like social media platforms and everything else. It's like, Kanye, you have a website. Remember, (laughs) like if you really like, let's say every social media platform on the planet banded together, you know what I mean? Like and said, and he had no way to do that. Great. He could he could he could update KanyeWest.com whenever he wants to say whatever he wants to say. No one's Absolutely. stopping him. Yeah,
0: yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Right,
1: but like with social media, it's like I think people pay a lot of attention to the social part and not to the media part. Mm. There's Okay, break that down. For a lot of people now. Like I don't think I try to hold on to this because I'm an old man and I still think of media as being very different than social media. Mm-hmm. But it, it you, is. But in your feed, presented as equals. Our statements from celebrities. That's right. These kind of like new media outlets, which I would consider like almost like friendly media outlets. You see this in sports, right? Where it's like you've got Draymond who's hosting his own podcast, right? <laughs> right, 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 got, right, right. I think what I think what Draymond is doing and what Nori is doing are not that dissimilar. No, they're not. Where it's like, oh, I'm like this is like a friendly space where, where you know we're not going to let the you know those. You know, this isn't like you know gotcha questions. This is real stuff because we've done this. Whatever your your field is, you know what absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and it's like that's presented alongside in your feed, right next to, and having the same weight as something from like the New York
0: Times. Absolutely. ESPN. Absolutely. Right. It's it's yep.
1: it's just it's all content. And when yep. you flatten everything to be content, that's right one way you could look at it is be like, well, then there are no more journalistic standards and nothing matters. That's right. But you also get the other problem where people take what is given on platforms that let's just be honest, are not journalistic platforms with rigorous editing and research and everything else. And people think, oh, well, I saw this in my feed from a name that I know. So They they consider it the same way that we might have considered an article in Double Excel twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not saying Double Excel was some paragon of journalistic integrity, but they had editors, they had researchers. Absolutely, yep. It kind of was. I mean, considering what we're looking at now, for I mean, honestly, I mean, hip hop for a long time there have there has not been a lot of real like strict journalism going on. Hip hop has been like friendly wink, wink, nudge, nudge, access journalism for a long time. Mm-hmm. Sports has been trending that way for a long time But there still is like What you would hope are, is somewhat neutral Media who's trying to report On what's going on mm-hmm. But like Kanye doesn't want Neutral media Kanye wants people He wa- Kanye wants the, the exposure He wants to say what he wants to say But he doesn't really want people to question him Yeah That's And you know And as you know you've said it on the show a bunch of times that sort of holding people accountable. That work is hard work. Absolutely. That a lot of people don't want to do.
0: Absolutely. I don't think they, I don't even think they have, and I don't think they have the space or, uh, uh, proximity to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think you get the holding in this case, holding Kanye accountable is, you know, canceling all his, you know, ending all his relationships. Um, and that's a whole other conversation, but I want to go back to what you said about media because it was yeah. an excellent point. Um, you talked about editors, yeah, and it kind of struck something for me. And I think that's why you have Draymond and JJ Redick and this this talent led media pool. Um, and I think sports is a great parallel for that because I remember, and they sit and this happened actually in Kanye kind of in the Genius uh, documentary you talked about it. But you and I have seen this countless times where. An artist will do an interview with a publication and then the article will come out and the artist will say, well, I didn't say that or that quote yeah. was taken out of context. So I think that uh, mistrust of the media, they have different goals. So Rolling Stone, ESPN, they want a good story. So if they feel like they want to doctor a few things, then to get the good story, they've shown that they're willing to do that. That's interesting because I
1: come at it from, and this is, I, maybe I'm too trusting of of, edit, of editors and media, but like, I also think that what's true is I don't think that like a news, I don't think that like the New York Times or Sports Illustrated or whoever, they don't think their job is to make the artist, the musician, the the athlete, it's not to make them look good.
0: No, absolutely. It's, they will say that their job is to report the news, but- the underlying thing is their, their job is to sell newspapers and sell magazines and it sell is. advertising. So a quote taken out of context, when that happens, I'm not saying that they, sure. they just do it all the time. But when a quote is taken out of context, the goal is we got it. This is going to sell some newspapers. This is going to sell some magazines it, and they'll, they'll do it. And then the artist will say, well, yada, yada, yada. But then think about to that point, Doc, where you say, um. They're not there to make the artist look good. You're absolutely right. But I think what happens is is the journalist that they send over to interview, it's it becomes a very like buddy buddy relationship. Oh. And the journalist butters them up, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, gets them because they want to get some good quotes, get a good story. They wanna and I mean and honestly, like that's good journalism, right? To get the artist or get the person comfortable enough with you to talk candidly, to speak freely, um, in a way that maybe the journalist will take that home and say, I want to make sure that I put you in a in a great space in a positive light because the artist has to do the the, you know, do the article, do the interview because they're trying to sell something new albums coming out, whatever, whatever. Right. But it's not the journalist doesn't have to do
1: that. Well, right. I think part of this problem also is so many of us don't see ourselves the way others do. Mm, Break it
0: down in this context.
1: Sure. So if you think that you have been misrepresented by an article. And you are surrounded by people who every day tell you how awesome you are. Mm. It is also very possible that actually when (laughs) you do come off a certain way Mm -hmm. and you're not used to seeing it represented that way, Mm -hmm. you're used to access journalism, that's cleaning stuff up. You're used to buddy, buddy stuff. You're used to people telling you how great and wonderful you are. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, even just outside of like being famous. How many times? I mean, there are times in my life. I'm sure the times in your life where like your perception of yourself was very different than what someone else had of you.
0: Oh my God! Still to this day, absolutely. Right. right. So like, I don't. Th- I
1: think that. I mean, I. I think that's even more so for um musicians and athletes and any celebrity, right? Because I think you're right. I think that there is, of course, a push to get clicks, sell newspapers, sell magazines, whatever. But I do also think it's the kind of thing where the it, there's like an, there's an asymmetry at work, right? Where like you could have 80% of the time, let's say, I'm just going to throw this out because I don't really know the exact numbers, but it's the principle is what matters to me here. Like 80% of the time, journalists are trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But what people pay attention to is the 20% that maybe they're, they're stretching a quote. And that's what it's what people always remember. It's why news is always about negative stuff, because people don't talk about the mundane. Mm. They don't report on the everyday. <clears throat> they report on the bad. And mm-hmm. people remember the bad, right? If you are at work and you have a performance review, your yearly annual review, right? And your boss says, like, either fine, you know, oh yeah, you're good here, you were great here. They mention one thing that you're not that you need to improve on. And for some people, this is how my brain works, definitely. That's the one thing you're gonna remember, right? Mm-hmm. There's an asymmetry there, and i i I think that's I think that's a similar thing that happens here, where it's like, you know, if you're if you're an athlete and you deal with journalists all the time, it just takes one bad experience and you feel burned, mm-hmm. and now you're like, can't trust these journalists, man.
0: Yeah, for you sure, know? for sure. Some people would say that eighty twenty rule applies to Kanye. How so? They, so? Where they'll say. Well, this was a three-hour Drink Champs interview. This is a two-and-a-half-hour interview with Lex Freeman. There are years of interviews where 80% of what Kanye is saying, a lot of people agree with. The 20% is the BS that gets highlighted and put a focus on because it, it overshadows. Um, I, think in, I think the difference is, is that the, the 20% is, in, in some cases, so egregious that it completely wipes out the 80%.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I think what he has, because you know, so like, uh, what was it, a couple years back, he said like slavery is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of white people don't know what
0: to do with a statement like that. Yeah, and a, a lot of the, and a lot of that pushback was from black people. Sure, because I yeah. think like <laughs> um,
1: white people. I'm being very stereotypical and generic here, but I'm a white man, so I'm going to call this on my own people, right? Um, when you have, sort of like, when you have. a if you have a black person who is talking about like, uh, the like black history, the black experience in some way, mm-hmm. I, th- I think for a lot of white people are just like, I don't even know how to critique that.
0: For sure. They, I mean, and, and they feel I like they're, they're, it...
1: they, feel that they feel like they're stepping on a landmine.
0: Right. And, and I think many black people would say, well, that's not your place to critique. Sure. I think critique is a, is a strong word. Sure. I think we I think what, I mean, Kanye
1: has run into a lot, has tripped up in a lot of places over the last month, but like, There is one thing that I think has been made very obvious by the last three, four weeks, which I had wondered if it like, as we get further and further away from generations that lived through the Holocaust, if this would continue to be a total like no go, you cannot touch this thing in society. And the last three, four weeks have proven that yes, it still is, which is like anti-Semitism is an absolute non-negotiable, there's no conversation, there's no understanding. For many people, it's, it, there is it, no, it is a, we're not talking about it. It, it can't happen. hmm Right? If you are our age and you're Jewish, it's not, it would not be uncommon for you to have grandparents who were affected by the Holocaust in mm-hmm. some way, or family that might have either escaped it or might have been, actually, you know, been rounded up. Mm-hmm. If you're older than that, if you're folks who are CEOs or sitting on the boards of some of these companies that Kanye does is doing work with, now you're talking like your parents, your aunts and uncles, like that generation, that level of closeness to the mm-hmm. Holocaust. And there's just that like, it is a red line for so much of society. And I don't even know if Kanye realized that it's a red line because Kanye's always trying to like talk his way out of it. You know what I mean? Like when he's mm-hmm. when he says something, he's always I, you know, I, part of me feels like he really thinks like, yeah, we're just trying to have a we're just trying to talk about it. He's asking mm-hmm. he's he is he is the premier example. He is asking the questions guy. Mm-hmm. And this is a subject for which much of society has declared. There is no there's no conversation. We are not having this conversation.
0: And I don't think Kanye knows, knows what to do with that. Yeah. He keeps digging deeper and deeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think. And you know, what's funny, man. I feel like 2020 has just proven that like we, we do. a. I don't say we, cause I don't want to put myself in that conversation. Cause I don't think I don't personally don't think myself and my community applies to that. But a lot of people just don't have those conversations. Well, period. Mm. When everything was going on with George Floyd and black lives matter. I mean, even the statement of black lives matter, like to, to, for it to be as nuanced as the statement is true, but the organization is on some trash. Like that's a, that's, that's a very simple statement that a that a lot of people have a hard time making um, because they feel so wrapped up in the statement that if, and the organization and how they position themselves to, you know, do a lot of work, but a lot of that work was self-serving and it didn't really, you know, down to the, the mothers of the children that were, you know, murdered and, how they felt used and whatever and propped up and all that. But I just think that it's, it's very interesting and some people will say the argument, a lot of the, a lot of the arguments that I've seen have been, well, you know, all these companies did not fall off on Kanye or fall away from Kanye when he said slavery was a choice, but he says something about Jewish people and all these people effectively in their their relationships with him immediately That's right. which a few days prior there was a prominent jewish businessman i can't think of his name that actually called out called for that to happen and then a few days later it happens and then the way that it's done is very similar um the language is similar and it's like well if that didn't happen for black people then why is it happening for jewish people and then people bringing up the, the drink champs episode and saying that that Kanye basically predicted this is like a lot of that and then the other part of that conversation is, is if you say that then you are ignoring the fact that you are ignoring the problematic terrible trash things that Kanye also said in his interviews all mm. that says to me is that many people don't know how to have the conversations and here's the last thing I'll say Doug, yeah. is that So I not blame, but I think social media is a huge factor in this because and I've said this on the show, the way that social media is postured and the way that it's going is for smaller doses of content, which in turn makes it more difficult for people to have long, nuanced uh, conversations that provide context and understanding and all these human factors. Where Doc, you and I are having this conversation, um, and there's a lot of nuance and understanding and relationship and grace and all this stuff there. But if we're having this conversation on the internet, I only got 240 characters to get this word out, or Mm. I only got a minute and a half to get this out. Or my goal isn't necessarily to like present this, like you, like you, or like we talked about earlier. Maybe my goal isn't to present this uh, information just. Haphazardly, it's to present it and bend it in a way where I know my audience, Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, all these really messy, gossipy platforms that also represent a nice chunk percentage of black media. Mm. They know that those are going to get the clicks in the advertisement and their comments are going to be filled with people who... Are going to go crazy because they watched this minute and a half and they did not watch a three-hour conversation and then they didn't follow up that three and a half hour conversation having conversations with other people so they can gain understanding figure out their thoughts in total they just they're just immediately going to the comment section and they're going off and that becomes the end-all be-all conversation that is not healthy you know what I'm saying? So sure. never mind, take Kanye West out of that. You can put anybody in that conversation, and that's what happens. So when this Kanye West cycle is over, somebody else is gonna say something stupid, and they're gonna throw <laughs> they're gonna throw him in this ringer. And granted, he's it's not gonna be the extreme that Kanye is experiencing, but like folks is gonna put folks is gonna put them through hell unnecessarily because there's just this nuance factor of relationship and community and conversation. I've had so many conversations offline about this situation in particular and my takeaway is that man this is so complex and i think it's because humans are complex and so it's not of course businesses are going to protect their bottom line and so when businesses decide that they want to pull out that's it that that is what it is i can't go to adidas with a picket sign and say no sign kanye west back like i don't even want to do that but i do want to have a conversation with people and how they Um, just understand and process the things that um, we're exposed to on a daily basis on our phones, because it's just increasingly unhealthy. And I think it's pulling us away from our natural bend as humans. There's my rant. You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash CRS podcast or clockradiospeakers.com.